0: <laughs> All right. What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 98 of the Workprints Gamescast brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Uh, I'm about to be very unfaithful. Uh, well, you want to get into that now? Get the, the housekeeping out of the way?
1: Yeah, let's get the housekeeping
0: out of the way. Alright, let's uh, go ahead and talk no, about
1: we're this. So, we're so close to episode 100. We
0: so close! So close to episode 100. <laughs>
1: we, we so to episode 100. <laughs> yes. uh, But I am going to have to pull the handbrake a little bit here and uh just announce that we're going to be on a small hiatus. I'm hoping two weeks. It might be three. Uh, We have a lot of stuff going on uh, with the move where I really need to get packing. Like it's not this weekend, it's next weekend, but uh, I gotta start packing up these ports and switches and um, this PC and get everything ready for uh, the house move. So uh, I don't know how long the setup will take me over there. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to have everything squared away fairly quickly since mm-hmm. we're not carrying a lot of the big stuff, but I, you know, I, I just wanna make sure I give myself enough time to have everything set up the way it needs to and it's working the way it
0: needs to. Um, No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, we, I like, like I said, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, one of the things we agreed upon when we were starting this back up is that, uh, life comes first. Right. And so, and the reality is, is that in theory, obviously we wouldn't do episode 100 without you. There's just no way. Uh, in theory I could try to do episode 99, but instead I think I'll just stream those nights. So hopefully we'll still have some content on here cause you know, I haven't learned yet how to run this show and so (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna why start now you know what i mean we're about to hit episode 100 can't teach an old dog new tricks right so exactly it's it's perfectly fine and understandable and like i said i i will uh i will stream wednesday nights on here at least uh i know i say every week i'm gonna try to stream some more and i am uh it's just that life keeps kind of getting in the way and this is the only time period that i actually have carved out uh each week to kind of escape from all that stuff and so why i'm able to be fairly consistent unlike some people uh (laughs) and showing up for this now. i'm just kidding (laughs) after i just told you it was totally fine and understandable uh no man that's absolutely take take all the time you need and and the show will be back it'll be fine Everybody I'm,
1: understands. A, I'm excited I'm getting like new carpeting put into the studio I've, I've gotten everyone to start calling it the studio instead of my office okay so,
0: uh, it's awesome huh? nice yeah. um, all right well now we get the housekeeping out of the way let's go ahead and start the show officially with uh, what we've been playing so uh, I'll go first uh, we talked about uh, Trek to Yomi, which was shown on I think it was originally shown on a state of Play. That's what PlayStation calls theirs, right? Yes. Yes. I think it was originally shown on the State of Play, and I talked about it last week how it was coming to Game Pass and how I found that kind of surprising that it had all the marketing dollars, it seems, behind it with uh, PlayStation and Sony. And there wasn't like a big deal being made about it coming to Xbox Game Pass. I think when it was first revealed at the State of Play, Xbox on social media, they come out and say, Hey, that's also coming out here, uh, and it's coming to Game Pass. I downloaded it for those who are unfamiliar. It is a uh 2D action game where you play as a uh samurai. And the art style is all black and white. There is no English dub, so it's uh Japanese language with English subs. And uh I think are you bringing up uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so it has one of the coolest art styles like I've ever seen. Like I said, it's in black and white. It's 2D. It's it reminds me a little bit of <sighs> so the 3D models are are, are well done and, and do go for a realistic realistic look, but it also has this slight like claymation, almost like marionette kind of look to it. I, I love the art style. I, the art style is absolutely the best part of this game. I am past the tutorial level and then maybe like 30 minutes past that so in in total i've played maybe an hour and 20 minutes and my understanding this game isn't very, or maybe an hour this game isn't very long my understanding is i think the how long to be has it at around four and a half hours i don't know if i'm gonna keep playing this game um the combat is very deliberate we'll say or it wants to be right and so
1: like what would you what do you mean by that
0: so you have you have like these light slashes and then uh, holding it in different directions will give you their high or a mid and then it has some combos and some of the combos can stun like light light heavy. M- my problem is it's all kind of clunky. There's also a parry system. It's all kind of clunky, right? There's uh, anytime my and maybe I just haven't gotten the grip on it. But for a for armored enemies, you want to do like Uh, piercing attacks or stuns right and so the one before they introduce the armored enemy they give you a stun combo and it's light light heavy so it's xxy the problem is is when you're trying to close the gap holding the stick forward and inputting it and then hitting xxy results in forward xxy which isn't the combo okay and that to me is a problem because then it becomes all right I got to get into space not touch anything hit X, X, Y. At that point, the, the enemies seem, and I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty, but the enemies seem strong enough or smart enough to like just back out of the way. And so what I ended up relying on a lot is just timing the parry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when you parry their attacks, and this is also one of those things where like mo- many games like this, when an enemy strikes, you parry right before they make contact, right? You'd say that's yeah. normally how it goes. This parry system seems to be right when you see them start starting their attack is when you hit the parry. So I always feel like I'm way too early on it and it's successful. And then when I feel like I've got a time just right, I'm late on it. And so that in itself is an, is an issue for me. The bigger issue is in a lot of games parrying them leaves them a little bit stunned, leaves them open to do near attacks. So in my mind, it would make sense to parry them then hit that XXY for that stun attack and just have them stunned for a little bit longer. As far as I'm concerned, unless I unlock the ability later, and you do unlock more combos and and skills as you go on, uh, all you can do is parry and then do one counterattack. Now, for some enemies, smaller enemies, that's enough to just hit them in one shot. But for bigger enemies, that's that's not the case. And so, I've literally been playing this game up to this point where just parrying, striking, parrying, striking, and kind of ignoring the rest of the combos and, and combat abilities it just doesn't feel all that great uh, I went and looked at to see kind of what the consensus was on this game and what other people felt like and I found that that does seem to be what most people feel is that the art style is unbelievable the combat is mediocre at best that's and so
1: yeah that's kind of the general feeling I got out of it I was excited mm-hmm. uh, I just did to play on this because it like you said it looks very cool um, mm-hmm. the black and the white, the way the camera's set up. Um you know, it it seems like a really cool indie game, but the, if the combat's not gonna do it in a game that where you're a samurai, that kinda just seems a bit of a lot down.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I think it's perfectly fine. I like I, I I'm not the biggest ghost of Tsushima fan. Yeah. Mostly because I just think that open world is A lot of the side activities are just kind of boring and and whatever. Um, I did enjoy. I did enjoy some of the characters didn't enjoy the main character. I kind of, I think my, my, my gripe with that game is I enjoyed everybody else more than I enjoyed the main character. Um, But the combat felt great in that game. And once you get a hang of it, like it's deliberate in a way, but also feels smooth and fluid. This is not that at all. And so uh, it is kind of a bummer. I, I might because knowing that it is as short as it is, I might stick through and who knows, maybe I'll, I'll get to a point where I've unlocked some more skills and it, it changes my opinion. You also end up getting the ability to throw out like kunai. Mm-hmm. And um, Can people block I, that? I, well, I don't know because I'm constantly forgetting I have them. <laughs> and so I threw one out one time and it felt really, really strong. The problem is you only get like one or two and then you have to find more you know as you go along and so it kind of feels like maybe it's super strong but limited and so i you know i am gonna give it a little bit more time probably but i don't know if i'm gonna see it all the way through (laughs) that being said it is on game pass so feel free to give it a shot a a try a shot if uh, anything you've seen on it interests you at all or anything about
1: it really feels like this is the time of either like hey i'm working on my backlog or um, hey, there's a cool Indian Game Pass that <laughs> yes. I want to play or check yes. out or dabble with for a little bit.
0: Or this is the season of me drowning in Apex Legends again because season 13 arrived yesterday along with a new legend, Newcastle, which we'll talk about in the news.
1: <sighs> all right. All right. Uh, so Apex Minute. Uh, Apex Minute.
0: Uh, yeah, the news doesn't count, right? Apex minute. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so they've made some changes to Apex Legends. uh Besides bringing the new legend, which we'll talk about later, and now I'll, I'll give you my general impressions of him later while we're actually talking about him. They've also made some changes to uh Storm Point, which is the newest map in Apex Legends. They added a new POI in the form of this giant down beast, and they've added these IMC vaults so what they are is they're these little like trailers essentially that you go inside and then the doors lock when you activate it and you've played (sighs) come on apex legends is built upon the titanfall you've played titanfall right yeah so you know the robots and the general fodder enemies in titanfall and the specters well Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you lock the vault you have a 60 second countdown and these uh, specters pop up and you just fight these AI for the 60 seconds until you uh, until the 60 seconds are up. While Very you're fighting, difficult. so they're not that difficult. There are a decent number of them. But while you're fighting them also, you're also getting damage towards your evolution shields. So it's a great way to kind of go from like uh, white armor to blue armor or blue armor to purple armor. And the other thing about, and, and actually you, the more you... Enemies you kill, the more that end up spawning, so that the better you you do, the more you can boost your armor up. Once that happens, the loot bins pop out from the walls, and they're actually labeled with people's individual uh, gamer tags because the way the loot works in those bins is they're smart loot. So it looks at what you are currently using and gives you upgrades for those weapons, for that armor, for That's your backpack. Cool. Like it is. It is strong without being overpowered. It is awesome. It is like the best addition so to you're the game, in my opinion. The yes. Right. Now, the thing is, is that once that ends, your only escape is kind of through. Well, the the door will open back up, but there's also this like launch pad where the the roof opens up and it sends you flying, and you redeploy a short distance. Teams. Hear you in lockdown and hear you going on and they can be there like right on top waiting for that door to open so that they can You know third party you essentially and hop on top and, and try to get some damage and it and feels they like if they win. Exactly or they can just scavenge after they can totally just let you get out of there and then come and scavenge and After and chances are they'll still find uh, good loot. I I mean, I, I I Absolutely love that addition. The other thing is they made some changes to the way ranked worked. so One of my complaints about Apex Legends Ranked and the way it worked is that the assist timer, it was fairly short. So you would do a ton of damage, rip them down 90%, down to 10% health, they would escape for a little while, your teammate would come up five seconds later, knock them, finish them, and you'd get no credit for it. Well, now the game has three different subcategories. They have kills, assists, and then they have like participation. And so you get some points for just participating in the fight as a whole. Um, I think that's a really smart change. The other thing they've done is they've made it so that there's, uh, a, a bigger focus on placement. So that's another thing that they've struggled with is finding the balance between kills and placement in the past few rank seasons and, and splits. The focus on kills has been so strong that it really was like hey, we're just going to third party everything. We're going to fight outside of the storm. We're going to, all we're focused on is getting the requisite number of kills. Then maybe we'll slow it down and, and play slower towards the end. Mm-hmm. And now they've they've made, they started making that change last season with putting a bigger emphasis on placement. And now it's they've gone even farther. And, you know, you still have to get kills if you want to progress through the ranks. But placement and playing as a team is the most important thing. And so that seems to be what they are focusing on this season. And so far, I think the changes are really good. Along with that, they've also increased how many points you need to actually get to progress through the ranks. And I think part of that is them wanting to have an accurate representation of your rank and where you actually fall in line. Especially considering that I think I saw a news story where last season had the biggest engagement numbers they've ever had. Now. Part of that is with it blowing up a little bit on uh, Twitch lately with, with streamers. And um, I mean, one of the biggest Twitch streamers, Nick Merckx, transitioned full time to Apex Legends. And it's been kind of fun because, I'm, you know, this is a little, I'm going to go on a little bit of rant. But for those who don't know, Nick Merckx is, um, he's probably not everybody's cup of tea. But he's a former, he's a professional streamer. uh, He's a former... Gears of War professional player and has won, I believe, Gears of War Championships and, and professional events and stuff like that. Kind of started blowing up a, during the Fortnite era when all those guys were blowing up, right? Uh played played uh Call of Duty after Fortnite and then has him getting into Apex and fell in love with the rank system. That led him to actually trying to compete to be in the professional league. There was a a recent series of tournaments to try to get two spots in the World Championships for Apex Legends. And they made it all the way to the finals to like the final day of the tournament, him and his team after whole, only playing together for like six months, which is nothing in the grand scheme of things for these kind of teams. And so it's my understanding actually that they because they did so well, they'll actually be invited to next season of Apex Legends. Anyway, that's all to say that um, they've made some changes in rank because the player base is so large now to better represent your rank. The other thing they did is now, in the past, once you reached a certain uh, tier, so it's broken up into its tiers and, and divisions, right? Once you reach a certain tier, you couldn't fall out of that tier. So if you made it all the way up to diamond, you couldn't demote back down to platinum. If you made it to masters, you couldn't go down to diamond. And then Apex Predator is the only one where you could fall out of that because that's based on the top, I think, 750 players on any given platform. Well, now, if you lose three matches in a row and gain negative RP when you're at the floor of one of these tiers, you can be demoted. The reality is, I think for most people, this isn't going to make a difference, right? And actually, in most of the tiers, it's not going to make a difference. I think where it makes a huge difference is in Masters. Because what you saw where people hard lock at Masters just, playing the way the game shouldn't be played, right? And basically just going out there and honestly griefing streamers and other players and stuff like that. And so I, I think it's a, a smart move. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be hard stuck diamond again this year and we'll never see mm-hmm. this this season and we'll never see Masters, but uh, I'm excited to give it a shot and, and continue my quest to be one day be the oldest uh, Master, possibly Apex Predator. <laughs> in apex legends
1: okay well while, while we're here let's just jump into the new season of lore and that new character um okay on, tell me about newcastle i've probably gone, apparently has an article saying that he's like the savior for this game <laughs> the game needs what does he bring to the table
0: okay i don't know about that but all right so newcastle jackson williams he is a defense oriented character. Let me go over his uh, abilities first. So his passive ability is that he's able to, when you're resing somebody in Apex Legends, most characters just, you know, they stand over you and you're exposed while that's happening. Lifeline used to have an ability where when she was resing you with her bot, a shield would pop up and then they took that away, probably because it was too strong, because she was able to have that shield up, use that shield for cover and, and play around you. Well. Newcastle has something similar, except when you're down, he grabs you and drags you. And as he's dragging you, you have a shield in front of you. The shield's health is based on the knockdown shield that Newcastle himself is wearing. And so, um, it becomes one of those things where in it's mostly useful in long fights and long engagements where if you're out in the open and you need to revive someone, usually that's just a no go in this situation. Just with his passive alone, he can go, he can grab them, have his other, the third teammate providing cover fire to make sure somebody doesn't push and stuff like that. His tactical is he throws out a deployable floating shield. Reminds me of a little bit of like a uh, Sigma in Overwatch. And this shield has health to it as well, and he can redirect it. Now it doesn't cover, it's strong, but it's not broken, right? Because it doesn't cover a huge area. And you can't shoot through it, unlike, say, Rampart's shield, right? Which people will shoot at you, it'll block shots, but allows you to shoot through and actually juices up your your Mm -hmm. shots. This is strictly defense. I mean, he's strictly defense-oriented. And then his ultimate ability is he leaps out and drops down a wall that has different levels to it. It's basically uh, three walls with a smaller wall between the three walls, or two smaller walls between three walls connecting them. So it provides you with some cover. If enemies touch it, they're electrified and they're knocked back and they take a little bit of damage. And so it really is just one of those things where like, it feels like he's best used in, uh, obviously, holding up defensively, but also if you have to rotate into zone and you have to cross an area in front of you, you could essentially throw his shield out, keep redirecting it and following behind it as you cross out into the open, or again, throwing out this wall once you get into the zone and and so that you're not held out into the open. Uh, That ultimate can also be destroyed, but it takes a ton of damage and it's destroyed in sections. So even if you're, so if you're firing at one section and wouldn't destroy the whole wall, it would destroy just that section. Uh, I think he is super interesting. I think he's, I think he's good. I don't know if he's top tier yet. Um, That being said, I haven't played enough of him yet. And it also was one of those things where because he's a new character, and when I was playing it with him, I was even forgetting that he had his tactical and that deployable shield. And uh I was kind of struggling with angling it properly and stuff like that. And all that stuff comes with practice. But it, I I think that he is a uh, nice addition, and and the game does need more defense-minded characters. Now, they also um as part of this they also buff Rampart who is a defensive character and uh, with a much needed buff she throws up the, up these walls in the past those wall anybody saw those walls coming up they would shoot them right away the walls only had 40 health so they would go down almost immediately. Now they deploy much faster and they come out with much more health initially so it does feel like they are bringing uh, a little bit more balance because this is in, in my opinion a very offensive focused game and the only defensive character you would need is Gibraltar. Who, in my opinion still needs a nerf which they (laughs) haven't done yet but now a little bit about his lore right and and I swear I'll I'll make this quick so one of the uh, initial original legends is Bangalore and her lore always revolved around the tragedy of her being on a mission and her brother essentially falling out of their dropship and being lost most people thought dead her assuming he's lost she was actually going to retire from the games (laughs) prior to this season and it was like her goodbye ceremony part partly her goodbye ceremony and celebration and then this character Newcastle who had been trying to uh, apparently had been trying to join the games for a while but never actually made it is finally uh, joining and in the opening cinematic you discover that actually this is her her brother and so this season's kind of going to revolve around where she been where has he been why did he let her and the family think that he was dead this whole time um and so that will be doled out week by week in game and so yeah i'm super i mean i think the lore in apex Legends doesn't get talked about enough, mostly because it is very like all of it is in game in these individual chapters, and there's a lot of it that's out of game on social media and on the website itself, and in these uh, videos that they do. Um, but I I am I mean, it's
1: still easier I to am- consume than Destiny, Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent, and I, I I love it, man. I know it's not for everybody, but I I I love. I love lore um but yeah and so that wraps up the apex minute we'll, we'll call it but below what, what have you been playing
1: um i so uh, short aside i had to go to the work on monday and i went into the nintendo store in new york city um once you've been to the one in Tokyo that you really quickly realize that one in New York really sucks. It like it lacks so much character and it's just kind of there to be like, Hey, we have a Nintendo store. Like there's no exclusive merch outside of like a shirt that says Nintendo. Like you're like, is that really all you have? Like this is the the best you've got. Um, Mm -hmm. I ended up grabbing my son, um, these pikachu plushes of uh, like them in like these bathing suits and like a little life raft because uh, he likes to splash around for bath time he mm-hmm. really likes bath time so i was like oh this is cute i'll get this for him and then uh i also got him a little yoshi pullback uh no go-kart uh so that was pretty fun uh yeah but that nintendo store needs to step it up <laughs> i
0: i the funny thing is even when i was up there i don't I don't remember ever going and visiting it
1: it's it, it's right next to 30 rock so like literally it was like a walk out the door of War yeah it's right there so i was like oh, it was might as well it'd be it's cool if they have things there that i need uh, or like a big launch then i can go grab it but i'm surprised they don't leverage that store more often uh it, it's you know, the people are excited to go in, but I don't feel like people are buying much of anything. And I also got myself something for the new office. It's like build your own Mario level with lights, <laughs> which uh-huh. I'm going to try having in the background of uh, the new studio. So I think that should be fun. Uh, other than that, uh, I had a little bit of time to mess around with two new games. Uh, one might not be that new, but the other one is. So Ioden Chronicle Rising uh, is a game... Uh, that was kickstarted. Um, this is kind of the game that came, comes before. Like they hit, they hit a goal in the Kickstarter mm-hmm. for Out Chronicle, a uh, hundred heroes, and uh, they made this prequel, which is like a side-scrolling action game. If you played like Legend of Mana back on the PlayStation, it's very reminiscent of that. Um, I played through like the first four missions, uh, main missions of the of the game. You're, you play as this character named CJ. She's like um, arrives in this town to become uh, to look for a treasure along with everyone else there's been like earthquakes in the area that have uh, like unveiled this what everyone's hoping is like riches but it's also let out monsters. So you come across this town where like all these adventurers are coming and uh, you, in order to get a license to go re- retrieve that um, treasure, uh, you need to help out people or either pay a license fee so you're collecting stamps by doing tasks for uh, the townsfolk and uh it, it's pretty it's pretty basic right now um and, especially in the beginning i am hoping it uh and i know it does pick up like i've seen the trailers in the action where like you have multiple characters it kind of becomes like a marvel versus capcom where you're like swapping and linking attacks in, in, inside of combat uh, chaining abilities but in the beginning it's like fairly straightforward um nothing to write home about but there's something simplistic about it that feels nice where i'm just like i could do this mindlessly and enjoy myself
0: any idea Um, how long the game is supposed to be
1: i was reading um the hey poor player review and they mentioned that they finished the main quest in about 20 hours and they there are still a ton of side quests uh to do in that game uh after they had beat it so it seems like there's a beefy chunk for something that was supposed to be just be a kickstarter extra <laughs> uh that serves to a, as a prequel uh to the actual game and you know this is from the creator of the oh god how do you even say it sweet um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. games from the playstation era where you know you had these massive parties of like 100 plus characters you can recruit um and so you know i'm actually excited a hundred heroes but if this is serving as like a nice um i guess you know appetizer before the real thing then i'm all in and i think when it comes to uh 100 heroes that's more of a traditional rpg style instead of like a side-scrolling action game so uh, very, I'm very excited to see where that goes. I mean, uh, I'm probably gonna stick with this. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is a little bit basic right now. Like a lot of it was like you arrive in town. You need a, the mayor tells you to help out townspeople. The first quest is like, hey. Uh, there's this little girl she's like I lost my cat and I even before I spoke to her I knew like she's gonna ask me to go get a cat and so you, you go you she you ask around town someone's like oh the cat's off in the great forest you go to the forest the cat's there they back then you get the cat you come back and she's like oh go talk to my dad and you talk to her dad who's trying to rebuild their house he's like yeah go, I need lumber but the great forest is um, crawling with monster so it's dangerous for me so you go out back to the great forest and so there's a little bit of fast travel that's built in but sometimes it's like you need to get to a certain point in order to fast travel and so it's like i felt like i was doing a bunch of fetch quests which is fine as long as it's leading somewhere but um, yeah i did find myself taking a lot of trips to that great forest and back in that first hour (laughs) um but it's very interesting and I'm, i'm very curious to see um uh, where this game goes uh i'm probably gonna stick with it it seems like a great game to stream on cloud uh, um on cloud just uh-huh. because of like the style of it and it doesn't seem to demand too much attention either so it's like even if there's a bit of latency i can i feel like i can uh, play it fairly well um
0: nice we talked about this during the pre-show as i actually downloaded it had intended to boot it up and give it a shot because i did see some of the positive buzz surrounding it and uh never never got around to it today yeah so I will give that a shot maybe have some impressions next week and then your last game I'm super interested I was listening to a podcast where they mentioned this one as well and I continue to be kind of uh wordle continues to be kind of my daily routine actually it's my nighttime routine when I'm laying down in, in bed before I go to sleep and so tell me about not words.
1: Yeah, not words is interesting because the same thing as you I heard it, about it on podcasts and read a few articles. Mm-hmm. Think of it so as Sudoku meets crosswords where uh-huh. you have, uh, I have a trailer up here um, as a visual aid so anyone on stream can see. So mm-hmm. you have a, essentially a crossword map um, that's broken up into sections. And in the top left of certain boxes, you'll see like a bunch of letters, either like two, three, or four. And those are the letters you can use uh, in the in that section. So, like it might be like in this one, it says AC. So you you have to figure out where the A and C go. And what the goal is is to create words either horizontally, horizontally or vertically um, that makes sense. But you're also have to take a look at all the other sections that surround it and make sure the letters you're putting in order there line up with all the other sections. So you're actually creating words. And it becomes a tricky juggling act, act as you're trying to figure out which ones uh, make sense. And what I like about it more than Wordle is it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, like some mm-hmm. of them are simple, but other times you're just sitting there. You're just like, how do I do this? But some of that, those same skills apply where like, hey, this is the English language. The words have structures. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. this letter won't go before this one. Now, now look in this other section, like what can I create here? And it, it gets tricky. So you start, maybe you start working in like the top right corner, but then you realize, okay, I'm stuck. Let me go work on a different section and you come back and do it. There's a hint system built in. Um, they have free to play daily puzzles and they have like monthly puzzles that unlock uh, day by day as well. And there's a, uh, op- the game does have premium offerings. So if you pay, you can lock additional puzzles, uh, things like that but it's never been in my face about it yeah Uh, so it's never like hey pay this money it's like no there's just like a lock section and you're like okay if i do want to pay more um then there's there but i just found like even the daily stuff is more than enough because sometimes i spend more than i would on a wordle more time on this than i do on a wordle so Mm -hmm. uh it's very good um it's not as quick like, like like i said it's not as quick as a wordle but um it's something very more satisfying. I do kind of wish I could just, like, share this with someone and be like, hey, <laughs> look how fast it did this. But <laughs> <And laughs> uh, uh, maybe that's just the world's way of just ruining the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you sold me on it. I literally just... Yeah, again yeah, It's a free uh, download on iOS, Android, literally and, Mac just and PC. just downloaded it. I don't know if you can... Yeah. In the... Yeah. You, nah, you can't right really... Play focus.
1: store. Nah.
0: Anyway... Uh, all right. So besides that, anything else you've been dipping into, or does that wrap it up?
1: Mm, I I did something stupid. Um, I, I you ever play a Zora's Rat on three sixty?
0: No, that like anime, anime, anime game. Yeah, isn't it mostly just cutscene, quick time events, like maybe I'll for find like out forty minutes? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> so you picked it up?
1: Yeah. I, I, Someone someone yell at me. <laughs>
0: Rob yell at me. You make me no. no, listen, I am I am not the one to talk to you about being responsible when it comes to video games, which we will get to in uh two more news stories. <laughs> All right, um, let's get in wait, uh
1: quick question though. Have yes. you touched any backlog like Horizon,
0: or is that just like no you know, PS5s over there? No, my the PS5, PS5 is <laughs> my PS5 is literally right next to where the Xbox is. Uh, I've been meaning to get back to that. I have, however, played a little bit of uh, more of Kirby, and so you know, I, I'm I'm getting to it, but I'm just at this point, I'm just not in in a rush. But I think the next game I will finish, as far as like games that can be finished is concerned, will be uh, Horizon. My uncle, who's actually in the chat right now supporting us, thanks Uncle D, uh, has already put over like 120 hours into it and loves it. Although he's very much into those types of games, so I
1: feel like your uncle might be my coworker because he finally beat Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West at 120 hours. And yeah. I I see. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Oh, do you touch uh, Switch Sports at all?
0: No, I have it here, I haven't touched it at all. Because yeah. uh, it, that is something very much that like I'm going to play that with the kids, you know? Yeah. So it becomes getting us all. And uh we've got somebody visiting tomorrow that like the focus has been on like making sure the house is in order and stuff like that. And so anyway,
1: we we don't live in a mess. So we're clean people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's uh get into the news. All right. So, Final Fantasy 6 close to completion, producer 16. says. Oh, sorry. Final Fantasy (laughs) XVI. Close to completion, producer says. Trailer coming soon. Just a week after Yoshida revealed in a roundabout way that Final Fantasy XVI was in its final stages, the game's producer further clarified the status of the game's development. According to new comments from Yoshida, Final Fantasy XVI is nearing completion and is in the process of being polished and debugged. Uh, He's promised to give Final Fantasy fans a new look at Final Fantasy XVI sometime this summer.
1: That sounds so promising. I still think it's twenty twenty three. Um, there was uh, some tweets that came out because I think people were using Google Translate instead yeah. of uh, actually translating it. And yeah, it sounds like while this game is almost done, they I think they're still about like twenty percent. Um, in that case also enjoy how people are checking in on your pool status
0: <laughs> <laughs> the live chat is just i mean listen i appreciate the support from my my family and stuff like that but uh they so are yeah like just it, coming, they don't coming have coming,
1: love for final <laughs> fantasy 16.
0: no <laughs> uh, yeah no definitely not i mean i don't either it, it's so i played it's funny i didn't play final fantasy 15 but i played final fantasy 15 um oh, cool. yes but it was, I played it on the switch switch. Yes. So I played that chibi version and it was fine. I I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. the story was absolutely ridiculous. And my understanding is that that mobile version is just a chibi version of the actual story. So the story is the same. And, uh, I just, I, it's just, I, it, it's just not, not for me. You know, at this point, I'm going to play final fantasy seven remake part two, whenever that comes out in 2028. But, uh, I don't know, man. Final Fantasy sixteen would have to come out and just—it would have to be twenty five hours long for me to complete it, <laughs> and and have combat similar to Final Fantasy fifteen, but a story that isn't complete and utter nonsense. I,
1: I think it might be action driven. Um,
0: I mean, that's if that's yeah, the yeah. case, then I'll, I'll give it a shot because but, I will uh, say that as ridiculous as Final Fantasy seven remake is, what did keep me going is I enjoyed the combat in that game.
1: Yeah, I I think. Um... The one thing that has um, really sold me and got me excited for this, because I've not been as excited with a lot of recent. Pop-ups. Yeah, but don't don't
0: pretend that you weren't gonna play it. Like no matter what. No,
1: no, no. no this this one uh, right out of the gate. No matter what, I always buy one uh, day one. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's from the producer of 14, and he, I feel like he knows what he's doing he they craft great stories and that's the thing like the last couple of fantasy games stories have been a mess or the gameplay has been a mess and like the fact that like when they originally showed this game off it was so far along they're taking their time like the fact that they're debugging and polishing compared to what word 15 was just like this game is just in pieces and we just put it together (laughs) yeah and then they put out like a royal edition down the line that makes it a little bit better but still a Mm -hmm. mess um you know not not that great (laughs) um so, I, I'm excited to properly. To me, this is like, hey, this is the first Final Fantasy in a long time that is not being that doesn't have development issues. That's coming. You know, we're doing it right. Everything around it just seems great. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do. I don't think it'll be this year. I think it'll be next year. Uh, so, I really hope, uh, uh, you know, when that trailer does drop, we get a good look at it you know, what this game is and how it, you know, how we can, how and when we can play it. I think a date would be very nice to have.
0: Speaking of trailers dropping and dates being announced and when we can play it, a new gameplay trailer for Gotham Knights was released and showed off that the game will be coming to PlayStation 5, Windows PC, and Xbox series this October. That being said, you may have noticed that it is no longer slated for release on last generation consoles, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Uh, WB Interactive Entertainment in a statement said to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, the game will release on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC and will not be available for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One consoles. The game is slated for release on October 25th. And along with this announcement, they also announced a collector's edition for a whopping $299. That includes a statue of all four playable characters in the game. Now, for those who don't remember, Gotham Knights is very much in the vein of uh, Gotham. The Arkham games, the um, yeah, the the Arkham games that came before it and. The spin being and the change, being that this one is multiplayer and you get to play as one of the Bat family members, either Red Hood, Nightwing, Robin or Batgirl. And so one of the things that also came out is that this game is a two-player co-op experience, not three, not four, just two. Have and you officially so,
1: said that? Because I heard rumors going around that it might be four.
0: Yeah, so there was uh, rumors actually right the day before, I think is when the rumors came to us well about it being four. But I think they confirmed after this trailer dropped and that information dropped that it is a two-player game. Dude, this and Collector's
1: so. Edition. I know you've pre-ordered it because I, I know you. I know exactly it's gonna be right right to where your cheek is it's gonna be in that one right there it is yeah
0: it's gonna join the rest of the uh actually i have some space over there Uh, you can't see it but the arkham origins collector's edition uh figure that came with that which is the the joker uh, standing in front of a table is up on top of one of those cases and that's by the same development studio so maybe i'll keep it somewhere in that case in line with the rest and I'll wait for the inevitable Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League collector's edition, which will go in the case with the rest of the rocksteady ones.
1: Original LED book packaging. What the hell's an LED book?
0: I don't know. Who cares? I don't care about stuff. I just want the statue. That's all I want. I just like it. Actually, kind of drives me nuts when there's all this other stuff. I I I I have a a box hidden in storage that is just like. Art manual like you know art books from all these collector's editions and stuff like that
1: if you don't want them i'll take them off your hands i love
0: art books uh i mean we could we could we could talk about that yeah there are some that i might want to keep but there are definitely some that you could just go ahead and say yeah no, all right
1: I, I like them as like a coffee table type thing
0: uh so did you watch any of this trailer and did you take a look at uh some I, of the gameplay footage they showed off
1: i watched some of it um yeah feels like more like an arkham uh, more arkham game yeah uh,
0: I, I mean i agree obviously the difference being that red hood is is range and, and will be shooting from a distance
1: and he also has uh powers now which i heard people complaining about or something like that
0: um i think they just have like essentially ultimate abilities i, I watched the trailer just you know um yeah. quickly i skimmed through it i didn't sit and watch it all the way but I'll, I'll i do fly. I do love how they're just like, yeah, he uses non-lethal rounds, you know, <laughs> and, and and he's just like unloading clip after clip into enemies and they're flying off of buildings. It's just like, you know, is he supposed
1: to like be a killer in the comics or was? I
0: that? think was, I think was, but then it, you know, ended up reformed. I also wonder, did they say whether or not this is going to fall in line with the Arkham timeline? And if this is going to take place after Arkham Knight, because remember that whole, the antagonist yeah. in that game was Jason Todd. And then at the end of that game, it, you know, he did become red hood. And so let
1: me, let me find out. I do know it does not, it has nothing to do with the CW show. That's in, uh, the-
0: <laughs> yeah, right now. yeah. Sure. Uh, All right. Well, listen, you are you looking that up? I'm going to actually move on to the next story. Keep this train on the tracks. So Lego's Take on Smash Brothers will hit consoles this summer. Lego Brawl's uh, lets you build your own fighting character and it's actually a port of a mobile game from 2019 which was an Apple Arcade exclusive. Now it's funny I'm seeing the Apple Arcade exclusives get ported to, you know, PC and more platforms as those exclusivity deals are are up. The upcoming port will bring it to a wider audience on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. In Lego Bras, you customize your own little Lego friend and fight against other little Lego friends. You can customize just about everything about your brawler, which means they can fight with Rocket Fists, Baguettes, or more. It's like orderly fun of building a Lego set with the destructive fun of a fighting game. I am torn on this. So I I I looked through this trailer and stuff like that. I you know me. I'm a sucker for these like uh platform brawlers right these party fighting games um I just don't love Lego uh, which might sound like blasphemy to some people but I think I find it super charming when it's taking established license and making it into Lego form versus just like original Lego creations it kind of just does nothing for me mm-hmm.
1: yeah no I, I I'm with you on that um they did announce that Optimus Prime uh, Lego yeah. which sounds cool but yeah I saw this and I was like this sounds like something Rob will play with a fight
0: stick <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it supports fight stick, that's the problem in the past I'm gonna go on a little right here in the past like the Xbox 360 era almost every video game would recognize the fight stick as an input obviously there were some things that you couldn't do because just didn't have the buttons didn't have a second stick and stuff like that but for example, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. When it originally released on Xbox Live Arcade on the Xbox 360, I could use my fight stick for that. And it was awesome because one of the mechanics in that game is when someone gets knocked down, you can revive them by uh, smashing the, the B button, right? Well, my fight stick had a turbo function, so I would just set the turbo to B, I could just hold down B, and it would res people super fast. It was awesome. <laughs> and now on the Xbox uh, Series X version and the the re-release of that game, It doesn't recognize any of the inputs on the fight stick. Developers have to actually go out of their way to uh, develop for that, for fight sticks and for them to be recognized. And it it drives me nuts because there are so many like Streets of Rage 4, uh, Battletoads, like all those games would be so much better if I could just use a fight stick. End of rant. All right. Next bit of news. Oh, uh just a yeah. quick
1: uh, follow-up. Uh, Gotham Knights is not connected to our,
0: our okay. games. Okay. Um, EA Sports and FIFA are breaking up after 30 years. Now, there was already rumors uh, going around that they weren't going to renew their license. Yeah. But Electronic Arts announced Tuesday that this fall's plan, FIFA 23 will be the last title in a nearly 30-year run. Now, that Man. doesn't mean they're going to stop making football games, soccer games, depending on where you are. Uh, going forward, the games will be called EA Sports FC. FC being Fight Club for those who aren't big football soccer club. fans. Oh, football club, sorry. For those who aren't <laughs> big uh, uh, soccer fans. Football club, yeah. Um, it's funny. I don't have a fondness for soccer or football, depending on, on where you are. Uh, I think the best part of the sport is actually the kits, right? And it makes me wish that I kind of was a fan so I could just start buying some of, some of the different kits and stuff like you,
1: that. You know you could watch... Um... The Premier League on Peacock.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to hard pass. Um, I actually don't think that... I don't think it matters whether it's called FIFA or not. I actually think that as long as EA Sports and their development teams continue to make a uh, soccer game, that it will be the biggest one in the world uh, as long as they have all those trappings. Yeah. Now, the reason I say that and I say it's not... Uh, I don't think that it's going to matter for EA... Is because immediately after that was announced, FIFA came out with their own statement, very much like a scorned lover that basically said that,
1: um, <laughs> we don't need them to make a, FIFA yes, game. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Here's the same right now. All right. I can assure you that the only authentic real game that has a FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. The FIFA name is the only global original title. FIFA 23, FIFA 24, FIFA 25, and FIFA 26, and so on. The constant is the FIFA name. And it will remain forever and remain the best. All capitals. Now, I, I read this and it reminded me very much of a, a a former uh president of the United States and the way he would speak about things. But it's my understanding looking into it further, is that the reason the best is in all capitals is I think that's like their awards uh that they give out every year they're like yeah. you know uh that being said yeah this is very much like no i'm fine i don't need her i'm fine I, I, i'm better I, now i feel like it you know? was
1: kanye tweeting pete davidson <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean like ea's got the contracts in place with old teams already which is a smart move on their end seeing it coming and so it's just like they don't need to do much groundwork. Like FIFA needs to find a partner that's yep. to make a soccer game. I yep. don't even think Konami's making theirs anymore, the winning 11 or whatever they named, changed the name to at this point. So, it doesn't sound like it's that easy, because I think even if you look at AEW, they're working with Ux, or Ux is working on their game, and mm-hmm. I think even that relationship and like how that game's shaping up isn't what people were Hoping for, maybe it's not as smooth as uh, people thought. So, you know, EA at least had 30 years of history with FIFA and knows how, how they work, how to work with them. Whoever comes in and steps in needs to reestablish that relationship and, and you know, they probably have their own ways of working.
0: Yeah. And the reality is that I do think that competition is good, right? Having yeah. more than one like big soccer game on the field, especially like for me, it comes down to. If we have more quality games and if they stray from the hey we're just trying to get as much money out of you for ultimate team or whatever it is FIFA calls it uh, then maybe that kind of changed the way that some of these companies handle their games especially sports games. I mean really more and more sports games are mostly gotcha games and so uh, that being said yeah I do think that I think this statement is nonsense I understand they have to come out and say something like this. It's, I think it's just the way it comes off immediately after that announcement of just being like, no, 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 we're the only ones. Like, come on, man. You know? Yeah. Um, Plus, I mean, anyway. like
1: FIFA as an organization is pretty corrupt. So I yeah, think right. moving away from them too is probably for the better.
0: Yeah. All right. Circling back around to some Apex Legends news Apex Legends mobile launches next week. Players can still pre register to play on iOS and Android. Uh, the game will make a full worldwide launch on May 17th for iOS and Android devices. I am terrible at uh, these mobile shooters unless they allow controller support. And so, I don't know I if they...
1: I think it should.
0: I'd be shocked I don't know if, if they, I don't know if they've said that or not, but if it supports controller support... Here's the other thing. Is that... Apex legend also still doesn't have cross-progression. And so that is where it becomes a non-starter for me. Like if I could have cross-progression and play this on my phone with a controller or, you know, with my razor. Uh, oh Kia? Kishi. Kishi. Thank you. Uh, then I would, I would absolutely play this, you know, uh, that being said, I think it's super smart for them to release on mobile. I mean, there's so many countries out there where mobile is huge because that is the only platform they can get these kind of games. I know that Call of Duty Mobile makes like quietly makes an absolute killing for uh, Activision Blizzard, and so yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how this runs. I will absolutely give it a shot when it when it comes out. But
1: I'm curious if there. This is like the Call of Duty situation where it's just its own thing; it's separate from the main game. But uh, it's shocking to hear cross progression still not in the main game. Like, wasn't that in like the 4K update stuff supposed to be coming?
0: soon or like a season or two ago and just I think it's something that they said that they were still working on and it's on their roadmap but I don't believe that I, yet I, I, it's I,
1: I fully say this complaining like hey
0: what why don't you have this stuff ready when you like, don't play well, at all
1: well, no, no, knowing full well how hard it is to get 4k stuff done in the streaming world so
0: <laughs> um
1: alright next story
0: oh sticking with mobile hey Fortnite back on mobile devices, back on iPhone. And, and crashing you know, flashing
1: the Xbox network over the weekend.
0: You really, you think that's, uh, that's you think that's what it was? Uh, it's not just coincidence. All right, well, all right let's get to this. Yeah. So Fortnite will be free on iPhone again, thanks to Xbox Cloud Gaming. So Microsoft is bringing Fortnite back to mobile devices through uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, and it is free on all supported browser-enabled devices. And of course, uh, I think it's through the actual like Xbox Game Pass app itself on Android and on on PC. Uh as Blal alluded to, this announcement and news came out what was it? Friday?
1: Yeah, I think uh what's the date? May 5th.
0: Thursday. Uh, okay, came out Thursday and then this and then Friday and and Saturday this weekend kind of the Xbox Live network had some struggles. And Brian so Tenny? i wasn't i i was i was literally just busy i like didn't play much at all this weekend and so uh so
1: i so i don't i can't paint the full picture but from the sounds of it people are like i'm not able to play my digital games um offline yeah but what i don't understand is if you set your console as your home you should be able to do that regardless. So yes. So break in the network or is it I, like that these people never went online after they downloaded the
0: game? I have no idea. I was yeah. seeing that as well. And it kind of just made it seem like I have a feeling a lot of people that I saw that I saw and how I found out about this complaint about this are also savvy enough to understand like game sharing. Yeah. And so the potentially, they just didn't have that, that particular device set as their, their home. home device. Yeah. Um. It is still a bummer. i I wonder if that rumored family plan that is coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, if that will alleviate some of this, right? Without oh, without having the need to have a home console, but just having it tied to like a family plan. A family, yeah, yeah. Oh but,
1: god, but that would reduce the number of games people are buying. <laughs> Unless everyone's just using Game Pass than that,
0: too. right? Right. Yeah. And so, um. Alright. Next bit of news. Sticking with Xbox. Xbox streaming only console is reportedly coming soon. And console is such a weird way to hit this, but basically defined as a puck. Yes, a streaming stick or a puck. You know, something similar to a, a Amazon Fire TV or a Roku device. And uh, they had mentioned this I think last E3 even, uh talking E3 about wanting lot, to do something like way before that before Yeah. It just makes a ton of sense. I would absolutely uh depending on its specs I because I actually my favorite of these streaming boxes is my Amazon fire TV cube and it kind of bums me out that we haven't gotten a new faster more powerful iteration of that that being said even with it being you know like three years old at this point it's still more powerful than any stick that has come out since Um, and so if I could get an Xbox puck or stick that is in line with the high-end sticks that we have now for, you know, 70, 70 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever it may be that streams, all of the streaming apps I need, but then also has native, uh, Xbox cloud gaming, I, I would, uh, in a heartbeat, I would pick it up and I would throw it on the projector downstairs. And that's what I I would play games there. And, and so
1: as I'm setting up my house, I had this question of like, yes my consoles will be in the studio because that's where i can sit and play quietly but i also have yep. a 77 inch oled and yep. i want to play there as well but i don't want to be carrying a console back and forth and i don't even have like a table or anything set for what's going to go under there uh, or i don't even think i'm going to play anything there so it's just the question arises like what's the feasibility of this do i just post series s there or oh well, you know what do i do and yeah if if it's a streaming puck that's great like if this thing's a hundred dollars and I can just stream everything because, yep. like, one of the goals Microsoft is doing is you should be able to play any game you own on cloud, regardless of if it's on Xcloud or, like, you know, the deals made on Game Pass or not. Yeah. So that would be amazing, like especially if there's tech built into this puck that, you know, helps create low latency streams. Like, I could, you could play a shooter just fine. Like, I would love to see some sort of breakthrough because right now, like, if you try, like, shooters are not great games to play
0: and 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 again i think it's super smart to kind of like trojan horse a uh, cloud gaming in the same way they've done it the whole time right they're not they're they're if if this is a puck that also streams all your favorite apps and stuff like that and then also has this additional functionality then it just becomes a bonus doesn't become become like the main focus of it you know i actually think that's one of the things that like uh stadia and even Amazon Luna, you know, have done well, is that like, hey, it works with these things that you already have, even if this isn't just, it's not just for this, right? And so then you have people looking at these different streaming devices and going, ah, I can get this or this, they're priced about the same, but this has added functionality. If I wanted to dabble in some games and stuff like that, I could do that. Like, I think it makes a ton of sense. And I'm excited to see what actually comes with this. Yeah, 100%. Alright, our last bit of news. Earlier today Nintendo had their indie world event and we have uh seven game announcements coming from it. Did you catch this event or I have did, you Okay. did,
1: uh with no volume. Uh okay. the wrong one here. Uh, this is tabs. Yeah.
0: Um so oh, you God,
1: you was umbrella. Gumbrella was the coolest looking game I've seen in a long time.
0: So, I, I wasn't able to catch the event. Um, I instead went through all these trailers afterwards. I'm just going to name these games and then we can talk about the highlights uh, afterwards. So, uh, there's Gunbrella, which uh, is a let's players wield a titular Gunbrella, letting them glide, swing, and shoot in gritty side scrolling combat. Another Crab's Treasure, which is a Souls like, in which the player, as a lowly shellless hermit crab, battles other crustaceans on a quest to reclaim its armor. Wait, there's. What? Yeah, there's Elect Head, a clever and challenging 2D platformer with a clever mechanic. Whatever Elect, a tiny robot who could throw his own head, touches, he charges up with his flow of electricity. Mini Motorways, which is a uh, city planning puzzle game. There's Oobleck, which is a colorful Pokemon S life simulation, which had already been released in uh, 2020 on Xbox and PlayStation. If I'm not mistaken. Uh totally accurate battle simulator, which has been out on Steam for a a while now. Uh, that's making its way to Switch. And then Wild Frost, which is Chucklefish and Developers Deadpan Games, a new deck building roguelike game coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh deck building roguelike, similar to Slay the Spire and and, and its ilk. Uh, I love these type of games. I never like I love these games for like three and a half, four hours. Yeah, and sure. then I fall off on them. That being said, I will be playing this one more likely yeah. than not. This is very much up my alley.
1: You know, if Apple, Apple Arcade just it was just like, we're just going to deck building ro- roguelikes, <laughs> uh, I'd be like, yeah, sign me up. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just one every month. <laughs> uh, yep. Perfect.
0: Uh, the other one that kind of, I, I haven't seen anything on Gunbrella actually. Uh, oh, the okay. other one that piqued yeah. my interest is Elect Head, which is that 2D. A uh, puzzle platformer, and it very much looks like a, a puzzle platformer version of like Mega Man. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think the art style looks really, really cool. I think its gimmick seems awesome. Yeah, it's a, Umbrella
1: just reminded me of like just side scrolling, just like smooth action, great mobility.
0: Um, I actually played a little bit of Gato roboto which is the same developer as this. Yeah and thought that that actually controlled uh pretty well. Um I, I No, this this does this does look very very cool. It's very like it's it's funny cuz it reminds me a lot, especially the way that he's traversing using the the gunbrella. It reminds me a lot of like Shovel Knight, right? And that that shovel does everything for you. It helps you with mobility, it helps you with combat, and so um that that looks very very cool. I, I can yeah. see myself pouring some time into that.
1: The one thing that got me very upset though is like they announced this game. It looks amazing, and then they go twenty twenty three. Why why <laughs> just wait?
0: <laughs> here's the here's the other thing for me is that I am getting, I I, I I've talked about this on podcasts before. I am just getting switch frustration. I was gonna say fatigue, but fatigue's not the right word. Switch frustration in that I just I need a more powerful switch at this point like i i I like playing in the handheld and the handheld it's it's fine for the most part but i want to be able to actually enjoy both aspects of that and right now when i connect this to dock and then have it blown up in some of these games the way they look it just doesn't it just feels like a lesser experience especially when i am playing the series x uh the playstation 5 and my pc on a regular basis it it really does feel like why am I bothering with this, when I have so many other options as far as like at home is concerned
1: on PC has just blown up the way it has. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, you could play this game in like less than 720p on your handheld. Or what if the game supports 4k resolution? <laughs> yeah. It looks crisp and runs in 60 frames per second on your PC. And you're just like, yeah, but then I lose I lose the mobility, and I don't know if this is a game I want to play on a PC. It's, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's like the entire thing with Metroid Dread. Like, I, I did check some of that out on Switch emulation, and it was gorgeous. It played amazing. Mm-hmm. But then I played it on the handheld, where I lost some of that crisp fidelity. But luckily, that game was pretty well de- um, designed and developed, where you know, there weren't performance issues of any kind. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there are certain games and RPGs where I'm just like, Mm, this looks so much better on a PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah, than it does. it's also
0: just a bummer when like my cell phone is producing better visuals than my Switch, right?
1: It, it's been doing that for years. Yes, at, right. At this point, too.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't. Know. Another year, another broken dream. <laughs> Eventually, we will get the successor to the Switch, and then. Uh, and then hopefully it's backwards compat and I'll be picking up all these games that I, I missed out on that I missed <laughs> yeah. out on. I'm still playing these games. I'm just complaining and complaining about them.
1: Yeah. No, the uh, funny thing is like, um, I think Nintendo had, a uh the president was asked if
0: uh i think it was during an investor investor, investor call. call yeah he was Asked if another
1: one is coming and he uh, said and he said no comment and in previous years he has like no no we have no plans for one so yeah i'm guessing he can't lie but if he says no comments uh that people are taking a sign of like there's something something <laughs> <Yeah. is> coming. <laughs>
0: all right well that wraps, so news, and, uh, <laughs> that wraps up the news and uh to buy that wraps up the news and Let's uh, wraps up the this week's episode. Bla, you want to let people know where they can follow you, follow the site.
1: Um, if you're willing to help me pack, you guys can follow me huh. uh, in my move from my apartment to my house. Uh, there will be free soda involved, <laughs> but you guys can uh, head on over to theworkprints.com and find some of our articles. This is not, I don't know why the site does this, but uh, let's reload this. There should be newer articles up here. Just get stuck in the cache. Yeah, here we go. Uh, we got some great new articles. With the end of Moon Night. Um, Christian wrote a three thousand word piece on a case for renewing Dota: Dragons Blood on uh, Netflix uh, for season three. I have not watched that. Uh, it's got some great Marvel. I hear it's
0: toys. actually pretty good.
1: I heard the first season was not good. So I'm oh really? Season two was better than yeah. Um, that that's good. That that's good to hear it did sing well. Uh, yeah, we have got some great Marvel content going up. Um, you know about the edge of Spider Verse um, comic event coming up. Uh, Josh Spear has done a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness review. Great movie. I uh, don't know if you had a chance to catch it. I
0: haven't uh, uh, the, yet. Here's the problem: is that I don't think aria can handle it. Uh, based oh, on no. what every yeah, based on what everybody's told me, <laughs> and so that's causing some friction in this household. Uh, and so I need to figure out my plan for that. That I, might be I, I, I sneak and go watch it by myself. Yes, I just don't I, tell anybody. I would,
1: I would say, Rob, you wait till your daughter is up, you know older and to watch it with her. But you know yeah. if if you know your meeting with the client happens to be oh right in a movie theater. At yeah, the same of course, time, of course. And playing and you know there's yeah. to talk about and yeah. it just happens to be playing in the background. That that's yeah, fine. I'm I'm like barely paying attention to the movie. It's yeah, just there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just on. Just yeah, it's just it's the only spot. Yeah. Your yeah, is the manager of this movie theater. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Exactly.
0: Yes, um, um, yeah, so I will say up. though, I really want to see it because I'm I finally caught up on, on Moon Knight and oh, finished that. We have not and, finished Moon Knight because okay. I fell asleep five minutes into episode
1: five because I've been so tired lately. Um, maybe we'll watch continue that tonight. How, how do you like Moon Knight?
0: I mean, I love it. Okay. Uh, I'm also it's one of those things where like I was already a Moon Knight fan, uh, prior to the show. Uh, I, I I, I like I'm, I like Oscar Isaac uh, yeah. also the fact that it takes place in Egypt and my 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 wife is Egyptian my kids are half that's how that works and just hearing some of the uh, hearing some of the Arabic and then them some of the, the show actually taking place and, and me being like oh I know that word I know that word and then some of the uh, like there's an early episode and this isn't really a spoiler but one of the early episodes they're in Egypt him and another character and there's on this riverboat right and uh there's people on the other side because that's the riverboats work there's people on the other side and they're like celebrating and they do the like high-pitched um like flicking of the tongue you know um and oscar isaac looks over hears that looks to the other character and i knew exactly what his line was going to be and again i don't want to spoil it so i'm being vague. And, uh, like, I almost said it out loud before he said it. And I was like, that's exactly like something I would say in that situation. And, uh, I, I also was on that exact same river that they were on during that scene. Like I recognized the, or one similar to it, you know, I'm not totally sure if they filmed on, on, on location or not. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was, it was awesome. I, I know they've, it's announced just as a limited series and he's only signed on for the one season or whatever but uh we need more we need more i need more i love that character i love this uh pearl of it uh i i'm i'm all in yeah
1: well you get moon knight and i get miss marvel
0: (laughs) miss marvel which i'm very excited about but also you know i'm 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 very interested in in the changes they've made and uh I mean i think they make sense obviously especially in a world where you have a fantastic four movie announced and you kind of want to make sure there's some diversity in 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 your your character hours. slate but yeah. yeah uh but i'm excited i'm very very excited that's soon right this and month next month next month, month yeah next month
1: got stranger things at the end of this month and then yeah. uh yeah it's crazy stuff um all right uh yeah no, so then yeah warprint.com got a lot of marvel's goodness up there uh atlanta i think has two more episodes and uh other rob has been doing great reviews uh for a site bringing lots of traffic with those
0: i hope um, he knows that he's other rob
1: uh i have not mentioned it to him but, uh <laughs> you did come first <laughs> yeah he's
0: gonna listen to this podcast one day and just be like wait what
1: y- you're rob prime he- oh. He's Other rob. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and okay. where can people follow you
1: uh me on twitter at Bilal underscore me on uh, as i said if if you are in the northern Jersey area and want to help me move,
0: <laughs> moving's the worst. <laughs> or pack. Oh, the God. only thing worse than moving is helping someone else move. Do, do um,
1: you, I have packed more board games than I thought I had owned. Okay, <laughs> so,
0: <clears throat> so I, I don't want to talk about on this episode, but I'm I'm spir- spiraling again. It's it's bad. Like, what, what do you do? I mean, just like, like late you, night looking at Kickstarter, yeah, just yeah. like oh oh oh, let, let, let me uh let's uh maybe maybe i just back this i'm just supporting i'm just supporting someone's dream you know yeah exactly uh and then also you're you're
1: executive producer for board yeah
0: teams. also watching youtube let's plays of, of board games and going oh that would be good the kids would love that oh, you, should, you, should send, so,
1: you should send me stuff like that
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: 100 yeah, percent. send it my way
0: um yeah, anyway well, this
1: dumpster fire, for, fire party can we, can we just take a look at this <laughs> quick? this is so, so cute
0: no that's let's, let's let's uh we'll talk about this off stream. I, uh, as for me, you can follow me at sunny vice 20 S U N N Y V I C E two zero. Of course, you know, make sure you have the notifications on for the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Workprint. If you're listening to this uh, in audio format and come hang out with us for the pre-show that's uh, like our hangout time. And then anytime we're doing a video game stream, I I think both of us are, pretty good at interacting with the chat and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, best way to support us in my opinion is to tell a friend, um, help build a community. And then if you want to take it a step further, you can connect your Amazon prime account with your Twitch, uh, account and use that free subscription over on our channel where we then use that money to build out our individual studios and, uh, do giveaways, uh, which is what we're going to do for episode 100. Yes. Um,
1: and then, just to follow up on that, um, I think we will be back either June first or June eighth, um, with episode ninety nine, um, and then June twelfth, I believe. Uh, I'm I'm just, I'm just making the assumption, Rob here, that we'll be live streaming to Xbox, but that's the Xbox uh, Bethesda. Oh yeah, yeah, Xbox that conference. sounds that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so, if, if there's time for some streams if i if, if i could find time to make streams happen <laughs> will make I would make them happen uh, i have to move but yeah i think right as of right now uh that's what a 3 week hiatus two week
0: well like i said i'm going to pop in for some streams as far as the podcast is concerned yeah we are going to be off for a couple weeks yeah. and then there is a week <laughs> uh in june where i won't be around uh later in june probably for whatever episode 101 would be so we can talk about how we how we Commit, deal with that.
1: Commitment is, uh, being put-
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that when, when we get to it. Anyway, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us live. Those who listen to After Fact, thank you so much for your support. Bilal, with everything going on, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with me. Yeah. And until we'll next you, time, I'm going to miss you too. Until next time, bye-bye. bye-bye.